It's the Beyond the Berm podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Berm, our podcast about Disney and more from somewhere outside of beautiful downtown Williston. I'm Steve, and joining me from close by beautiful downtown Burbank is Matt. Hello, Matt. Annyeong haseyo. <laughs> I, like, I, I think I said that right. That's like Korean speaking, for hello. I was going to say, it's like Annyeong you're speaking haseyo. a foreign language there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't recognize that? Uh, no. Sorry, I didn't oh. spend enough time at the Olympics this week. To I was going to say, you've been watching the Korean. Olympics, right? Yes, yes. For some reason, all the TV people on there speak in English, so I don't know. How strange. Yes. What are they thinking? You're obviously not watching the same broadcast I am. Probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not learning this from the Olympics. I'm learning this from too many Korean dramas and too much BTS K-pop that Chelsea is watching. And okay. To. Well, Kathy watching, Chelsea listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh... I just thought it tied in nicely with the Olympics because I knew you were watching that. Right, yes. But it's all Greek see to the me. Skeleton? So... Do you see the skeleton guy with the Iron Man mask? I, I did. Hel- helmet? Yeah, I, I I wasn't paying that close attention to, to his helmet, <laughs> I guess. And Jalen said, is that an Iron Man helmet? And so we looked and, yes, it is. What do you know? So, <laughs> that's uh, unique. Uh, so kind of cool. And I don't know if this, I, I don't know who it was, a skier or somebody. I don't know if she wore it in competition. It looked like her jumpsuit was a Captain Marvel outfit. Okay. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah, I missed that one. The long arm of Marvel everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, seems like. Raking in the money at the box office right now, too. With Holy cow, yes. With the Black, Black Panther, Panther movie, yeah. Black Panther did quite well over the weekend. Yes, amazingly well. And they kept saying, and I don't know exactly how they know this except for the advanced ticket sales, but they kept saying it's going to be big, it's going to be one of the biggest openings ever, and sure enough, it was. So, um, crazy. It was doing Avengers-type numbers, even though it's a solo mm-hmm. picture, so... Yeah, that's that was quite impressive for sure. Yeah. So have you seen it? I did. I got I, advanced tickets by the by the way, and we went and saw it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So how was it? It was good. Okay. Um, not not my favorite of the Marvel films, and probably not the best of the Marvel films. Okay. I, I know you know you read the reviews, and a lot of people, oh, this is the best movie ever. Right. I think that a lot of people say that for the newest film a lot of times. Right. Um, but it was enjoyable. I really liked it. Okay. I I, I tweeted out that uh, uh, Black Panther's sister, Shuri, is my new favorite Disney princess. Okay. She, well, she was great. What a great character. You will outsmart Tony Stark. I, I think it would be funny to see the two of them come in into uh, contact with one another mm-hmm. yeah no it was, it was a lot of fun we went to the dolby theater that we like to go to i mm-hmm. always like those dolby atmos and it's you know reserve seating and we get to put our feet up with the recliner chairs right cool and i couldn't tell how busy it was at first it didn't seem like it was necessarily that busy but as we were leaving the theater it was it, you can tell there were a number of people that had been in the theater and the next group was waiting to get in. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that you could tell weren't necessarily Marvel fans that were there for the movie because it was Black Panther, and I thought that okay. was really neat. A lot of yeah. people taking pictures of, in front of the... They have one of the stand-up signs with the you know, basically the 3D cutout of the movie poster and lots of people mm-hmm. taking pictures with that. So It was fun. It was a festive atmosphere. Yeah. 
I wonder how much they benefited by introducing the character in the Civil War movie. So they, in addition to just the general built-in Marvel audience, they had even more of a built-in Marvel audience because there was uh, some familiarity with the character already. I think it was a smart include. Uh, yeah. You know, when he was in Civil War at first, I, I wasn't sure that I loved him, but by by the end of it, I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. the character, so I was kind of looking forward to his solo movie. Right. One of the interesting things about these movies that are coming out right now through Marvel is the timing of them. It's These movies aren't in the best chronological order that you might think of. Um, you know, we had Spider-Man, which came out after Civil War, but this one was came out like the week following Civil War. So mm-hmm. you know, it probably was actually before Spider-Man. So it's kind of interesting to see the puzzle pieces where they're introducing stuff, but it's not necessarily in a, in a straight time continuum. Right. Which I kind of got the feeling of with the, the preview for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. I mean, that certainly looked like that was before Infinity War, and yet, you know, Infinity War is up next on the docket. So I think right. there's a lot of playing around with the timeline, which I don't know messes things up, but it, it Sometimes it gets a little confusing as to, okay, where where exactly does this fit in? And mm-hmm. But I'm sure it'll all work out. It will all make sense at some point, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> we shall see. So, yeah. yeah we we haven't assume, seen I, it yet. So I was um, just going to say that. I assumed you had not seen it. That's correct. Uh, we, we have not yet. Um and hopefully we will in the theater. If not, we'll do like we've been doing lately and, and wait for the Blu-ray release. Um, had things going on last weekend. We have things going on this weekend. Uh, so not sure what our timetable is for getting to see it, but I'm looking forward to it whenever we do get to see it. Because, like you, I, I enjoyed the character uh, by the end of Civil War. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing more of the story there and, and what happens. Yeah, it was great, great acting across the board. Um, a, a compelling villain, which is sometimes the downfall for Marvel, is you know, right. their, their villains can be a little two-dimensional. It was a, a fully fleshed-out villain, if you even want to call him. It was more an antagonist, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Good storyline, you know. Of course, stay for the end credits, uh, right? To to uh, post movie scenes. Um, nothing earth shattering. Nothing that was gonna. If you miss it, you you won't know what's going on going forward. But mm-hmm. it's always fun to see that, right? They they've really set the standard for everything from including other characters in the movies to the, the post-credit scenes and all, um, to the point where if, if they don't do that, people start to get disappointed. Like, right, can't, for can't sure. there wasn't a, wasn't a post-credit scene there. Which is always, I think, the funny part with, uh, you know, the post-credit scenes in Spider-Man with Captain America saying, you know, mm-hmm. patience. <laughs> and then sort of make, making fun of you having waited for sort of nothing. But right. it was worth waiting for that nothing because it was really funny how they did that. So. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll be, it will be interesting. I can't talk today. It will be interesting to see how how it continues to do in the, in the next few weeks. Um, but... It's already made a ton of money, so you know, be happy with that, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting watching the box office of it, um, seeing it kind of keep outperforming estimates and seeing it be bigger than they even thought it was going to be. And mm-hmm. I guess it was like the the biggest Monday ever, or something. Looking not only at the the Marvel movies, but comparing it against uh, The Force Awakens, which was a huge monster movie, box Mm office-wise. And it's comparing somewhat favorably to that in a lot of regards. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see if that sort of continues or not. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll see it again in the theaters. There's a part of me that kind of wants to, and there's a part of me that I I got what was in it, so I'm kind of waiting 
or Infinity War, and of course, you know, I'll buy Black Panther on on mm-hmm. Blu-ray when it comes out. But I don't know. I don't. Part of part of me wants to go back to the theater, but I, I'm not sure. Right. I I know we've talked about this before, but it's who who needs big summer movies and big Christmas movies anymore? Yeah. yeah. One of I the mean, biggest is, openings is in February now. Yeah, February is a big one. I mean, and that was, I think when this was coming out, there was, that was the big question mark was whether it was going to beat Deadpool, which was a big February opening. And, mm-hmm. and uh, they handled that quite easily, apparently. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what else is going on? Hmm. Well, hmm. I guess I could tie this into Black Panther a little bit. Okay. I don't know if you've noticed this this trend lately. Uh, I'm not a big Kendrick Lamar fan per se, but he did the music for Black Panther. Okay. And I'm noticing the soundtracks lately. They're releasing two albums. Mm-hmm. Um, one tends to be the music songs from the movie, and then the other one's the score. Right. So whereas you used to pay maybe twelve ninety nine for a soundtrack, mm-hmm. as they used to call it, they're now breaking it down, and maybe you're only paying seven ninety nine for one and eight ninety nine for the other. So individually, they're cheaper than the former soundtrack, but you combine them together, they're more expensive than what you used to get. Mm-hmm. I, I'm crying. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I want my whole album together. I don't want to get it as cheap as possible because <laughs> I'm as cheap as possible. Right. <laughs> now, see, I kind of tend to tend to take the other side because I don't usually, and this is just my own personal taste, I guess, but I don't usually care for the songs from the movies. I like right. the, the orchestral score. So if you can just get the score and not the songs, then that's fine for me. Um, and that's something that's been going on for a while. Um, I, I remember it with Batman back in 89 where they had the the Danny Elfman score and then the, the songs by Prince on a separate release i believe that one's slightly different because that one was more of like a songs inspired by batman type of thing it wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily uh, the soundtrack version right so yeah i'm I'm with you there there have been a number of instances like that but dick tracy uh, was another one actually the the next year uh, because they had the danny elfman score again and then songs by madonna and then another cd of of songs that were inspired by yeah right right so, I, I I'm cheap. I like buying. <laughs> I still buy. I'm not one of these that are streaming the music. I still buy. So I kind of want to buy them mm-hmm. on iTunes. I used to buy the physical CDs. I preferred it that way, but it right. wasn't. But, you know, I was getting them at like nine ninety nine, and then they were mm-hmm. kind of inching up, and it's like you know, I, I didn't know how high I wanted to go. And then you know, I I think the first one that I kind of noticed recently was was Cars three from last summer. Mm-hmm. And they they released the songs and it was like seven ninety nine. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm like, wait, but where's the score? Yeah. So I I wound up not buying either of them. Um, the interesting thing about the Black Panther is I'm not the biggest Kendrick Lamar fan, like I just said, but I did mm-hmm. like the score, so it may, in a sense, pay off for me if I just bought the score part. Right. But, but I just think that it's an interesting business thing that. If you want something that you used to have before, you will mm-hmm. ultimately wind up having to pay more for it. Right. Buy that two to get up. the one, yeah. Right. No, it's just, you know, applying that to, like, vacations and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of, kind of pricing things, uh, you know. I always wonder why I can't afford anything anymore. That's always sort of my, my thing when I'm doing the budgets. Like, geez, why can't we afford anything anymore? <laughs> And so, you know, I was thinking about, we used to go to the Grand Californian, let's say, and we'd spend three nights there. Um, you know, let's say it was in summer over for our anniversary, and you'd get a, a theme park view, and we'd even do concierge or something. And it wasn't cheap. I mean, I remember those three nights with the concierge and everything. I mean, it came out to be, you know, a, about one of our monthly mortgage payments for just a weekend. I mean, that was expensive, but it was like, okay, that's what it was. But I go like, I can't do that anymore. So I actually priced it out today. 
kind of that same thing three nights grand cal concierge and it's like almost two thousand dollars more than it was maybe 10 years ago wow for, for the same room same accoutrements and, and everything it's like mm-hmm. no wonder i can't afford it anymore now it's like two months worth of mortgage for a three day three night weekend yeah uh, it's just it's crazy how much it's gone up and so you know, I'm kind of equating it to these CDs where I can spend less than what I was, but I wind up getting less because I'd have to either choose just songs or just score, you know. And so similarity, similarly with the hotels, if I wanted to spend close to what I used to spend, I'm going to probably have like a regular room in mm-hmm. Paradise Pier or something versus the Grand Cal and Concierge. And it's like, you can still do it, but you have to wind up sort of taking less than what you used to. And it's just like, right. yikes. But there again, uh, there are people that are paying it, apparently, because they haven't dropped their prices any. So Yeah, they're yeah. definitely, I don't know where people come up with the money. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, you know, we talk about this all the time. I mean, they just raised the rates of the ticket prices at Walt Disney World and Disneyland again. And, right. And we talk about this every year. Oh, my goodness, it's getting so expensive. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling we are not going to renew our annual passes this year. Okay. Uh, always, always feels like that that constant struggle between the brain and the heart. Like, brain says, "No, nah, you can't quite afford that anymore," and the heart says, "But I want to go." You can make it work. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your heart talking, not not your yeah. brain. Yeah, you, you can you can make it. It'll be okay. Now, the level of pass that we have, and again, we've dropped down on the level of passes in order to afford it. Mm-hmm. The level of pass that we have, we would have to pay another $150 a year for, for the three of us, ticket mm-hmm. price. But they've also gotten rid of the renewal discount, which they used to give you like $40, $50 to renew. So it's closer to a $200 hit. Mm. And I just, I don't know. I've been pricing it out and... And again, it winds up, it's a great deal if you go often, but we right. don't go as often as I would like. So we're we're stuck in that in-between. If we went twice as often as we do, it's still a good deal. Mm-hmm. But if we go at the level that we're going at, it's not such a good deal. So what we'll probably wind up having to do is have our visits and only do a few a year and just pay ticket, you know, gate prices to go. So right. we'll pay we'll pay half as much as we used to, but we'll also be going half as often. So mm-hmm. it didn't quite work out. Yeah, but it's like the CD. I'm I'm paying half <laughs> as much, but I'm only getting half the CD, or right. you know, whatever it is, or less. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, but you said people are paying. It. I don't. I don't know. It's yeah. crazy. Apparently, they yeah. are because they're. But I, I, I don't know how long this is going to go. And and you know, great for Disney. I mean, it's a business right. thing, supply and demand. They, you know, people keep demanding it, so they'll raise the price. You know, to match, they'll they'll find an equilibrium at some point. Mm-hmm. But I've been going on, you know, one of these Disney discussion boards on it, the cruise line forum, and there's a lot of people there going like, I'm being priced out. I can't go on Disney cruises anymore. They're pricing Princess or Royal or whoever. So Mm -hmm. it's it's not just me, which I'm not sure that makes me feel any better. (laughs) Right. Because I always wonder, how do people do it? I'm glad to know that there are other people that cannot do it, too. I mean, I would consider myself solidly middle class, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm feeling, feeling so poor. For, first world problem, for sure. Yes. <laughs> I can't afford my annual pass to go 12 times a year, so now I'm only going to be able to go four times a year mm-hmm. to Disneyland. It's a hardship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll probably go, you know. I think part of the our problem is we've tied so much of our sort of lives and memories and stuff into Disneyland and Disney mm-hmm. in general, you know, I mean, Kathy and I, you know, have had passes for as long as we've dated. I've, I've had an annual pass for 29 years now. Wow. I didn't know you were that old. I know. Well, <laughs> I'm much older than that. <laughs> you got it when you were one year old, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I've had it for that long. Kathy and I have 
had passes for as long as we've dated, you know, mm-hmm. we got engaged there, we got married there, you know, Chelsea's going on close to 200 visits since wow. she was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, nothing to cry about. I mean, there are lots of people that it's a once in a lifetime trip. So right. I, I'm not, I'm not upset from that standpoint, but it's, it's something that we've invested so much of ourselves into, you know, and, and I, I guess it's hard to sort of peel that away a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's but what it, I was going to say. It's hard to change once once you've been comfortable with something for so long. Right. Yeah. We still like it. I mean, we tried, in addition to the Disneyland things, we tried other things. And we've done that, you know, you buy a day, get a year free from Universal. And we thought, okay, great, we're going to go visit Universal. We'll take the annual pass. Mm-hmm. And I think we visited like one other time because it was free and it wasn't that it wasn't enjoyable to go. It just didn't hold that same allure. Right. You know, and I like Harry Potter, so it was fun to go to the Harry Potter world, but um, it just never brought us back the way that it does for Disneyland. So it'll be interesting to see going forward how we sort of consume it. Our our consumption will definitely change. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of change, we've kind of mentioned this before, but uh, we finally dropped DirecTV a couple of weeks okay. ago. Yeah, just nah, football season's over. Okay. Yes, yes. We <laughs> may, might might should have waited until after the Olympics, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's but, why you didn't understand my Korean. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes, because we, we're, we're kind of limited. We can only watch prime time at night on the Olympics, uh, and a little bit on Sunday afternoon, I guess. Uh, yeah, they they show a lot on the cable channels, um, and not all that much on the network NBC over the air. So, um, but it's 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 kind of a different world to just get over the air channels. Uh, and we live out of town. If you don't know, we're a good bit away from the major city, so we had to get an antenna, and then it's it's all up in the attic to try to get it up high enough. Before I did that, we couldn't get. Uh, the NBC and Fox stations, now we can get those just in time for the Olympics. Uh, so we did get to watch the opening ceremonies. Um, but it's interesting to, to find all the interesting little over-the-air channels that you can get. Um, we've watched all kinds of shows uh, the last several weeks. We Everything from um, Soap to Benson to um, Wings to... Hogan's Heroes to laugh in. We saw that's why I had the uh, beautiful downtown Burbank reference in the opening there. We watched Laugh In the other night, and and one of Gary Owen's references to beautiful downtown Burbank. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's a different world. It's a change. It, it took some time to to give up Directv, like like you're talking about. You know, not really knowing for sure if you want to give up the annual pass and start making a change and. And it was, we'd been talking about getting rid of, of DirecTV for a while. Um, but that's our, besides the over-the-air channels, that's our only television option. We don't get cable here where we live. Uh, first world problems, I guess. But um, it, it, it took some time to, to finally make that decision and, and to, to pull the plug and say, okay, we're, we're done. And uh, you call, I didn't know what we were going to get into when you call and want to cancel because you know you hear horror stories about how they try to give you all this stuff and and try to guilt you into staying around and so I called and talked to the girl that answered the phone and and the the funny thing is I said okay we we want to cancel our service she said okay and pulled it up on the computer or whatever and she said well, we can give you a deal right now where you can save thirty dollars a month like <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how they get you back in, right? So I said, no, no, it's, it, we we we're still done. So if you're looking to save some money, just call and tell them you want to cancel. Uh, they might offer you a deal. Um, so we're we're adjusting to the the biggest thing that we miss by not having Directv is uh, is crazy, but we miss being able to to pause it and rewind because you could do that with the DVR with Directv. Um, okay. You you forget how much you take that for granted until you don't have it. 
and something happens or a funny commercial was on and, and Laura wasn't paying attention. So I think, well, we can rewind it and see it again, but you can't. So you have to, have to wait for the commercial to come around the next time. It's kind of like the old days when you had to watch <laughs> stuff when it was on. Man, how did we ever make it back then with all that going on? So yeah, it's um, it's kind of fun to watch some of those old shows sometimes and see how things were. And I'm not always sure what Jalen thinks about some of some of the old ones that that I think are kind of funny, and knowing the context that they were in when they were owned back back in those days. And he kind of says, "Huh, okay." <laughs> Goes to the other room and does something else. You know, <laughs> kids today they have I, no good taste in television. I think one of the funniest things is when watching those is saying, I've even told Chelsea, I'm like, that that's what you used to have to do when you made a telephone call. Mm-hmm. Have to pick up the receiver and you'd have to dial mm-hmm. it. Not not press hated... the buttons, but actually <laughs> right. <yes>. rotary dials. <laughs> and you hated it when people had nines in their number mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all all these things that they do like that on, on these shows that that are are just gone now you know, like like dialing the telephone or having to have a phone that's connected to the wall even or or whatever else so reminder of, of the good old days i guess you ever it's interesting i was gonna, I was gonna say, say it's you... interesting with uh with you talking about you know get, getting rid of the direct tv and going mm-hmm. to just sort of over the air and not being able to watch all the Olympics. And I think that's another example of, of sort of paying the same right. and getting less. You know, once upon right. a time, you have all the good stuff over the air. And mm-hmm. now it's all been transported over to cable. And they want you to buy all those additional sports packages and stuff to actually see anything. Right. Yeah. And I uh... hear that was a, a big thing, you know, with the Dodger games. We're not Dodger fans, luckily. But, you know, the over the air, they pulled all the games and they created mm. their own station and a bunch of the cable company operators said, no, we're not paying you for that station. And so nobody here in LA or hardly anybody here in LA was watching Dodger games. It's like, yikes, that, that used to just be on, you know, every, every day on the regular station, you just mm-hmm. turn it on and there was the game. Because hmm. they know they can get us or they think they can. We're, <laughs> I'm proving them wrong by not paying for it. Ha ha. <laughs> but as long as somebody is coming up behind you and right. paying for it, they don't mind losing you. It right. Seems like. As long as there's someone else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a sucker born every minute. Yes. We just, we stop being the sucker and are letting have some, letting someone else have their turn now, I guess. So. So I was I was going to post something the other day on on Instagram or somewhere, um, Friday Thursday or Friday, I guess it was. I was going to say, oh, did they announce when a Toy Story Land is opening at Hollywood Studios? Because I hadn't heard anything about it, um, because it seems like everybody was posting Toy Story Land's opening June thirtieth. You know, right. Every third Instagram post, every third tweet on Twitter was. Toy Story Land's opening June thirtieth. Like, okay, I I got the picture. You know, it's it's gonna open. Um, and I don't know if that is if there's actually that much demand for Toy Story Land, or if it's just everyone wants to be the first to report the Disney news these days and and try to say I I reported that first, so come to my site, whatever. And um, right, but it was just over and over again. And I was thinking, yeah, but it's Toy Story Land. I mean, it's the the main attraction in Toy Story Land is the one that's been there all along, and is uh, the Toy Story Mania. Not all along, but you know it's been there for ten years or however long, something close to that. And so then they have a, a kind of tame roller coaster and a thing that slings you around, and a restaurant. So thinking, yeah, oh, so uh... be a nice diversion, I guess, but. Yeah, I was wondering what you thought of it. I was going to ask you. I remember going to, I think it was a D23 Expo a few years back, and they were showing the Toy Story Land that they were opening at Shanghai. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we're doing parks on the cheap still. Mm-hmm. And then they announced it for 
Disney's Hollywood Studios or whatever they're going to still be calling that. And mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe they were going to spice it up a little bit. But yeah, the, the video and pictures I've seen, I'm kind of like, right. Wow. I mean, it's really off the, the shelf coasters with mm-hmm. some big figures that you could see at the all-star resorts. Right. It, it doesn't look too exciting to me. So on one side of the park, you have Star Wars land, which mm-hmm. is all new attractions and all totally immersive. looks like, of course, we hadn't seen it yet because it's not open, not anywhere near complete. But from all the all the concept art and everything, it, it looks like you know you're right there in the middle of a, a Star Wars movie, and and it's right. everything. And then on the other side of the park, there's Toy Story Land, which is uh, like uh, to me just again I haven't seen it in person because it's not finished yet. But it it seems like uh, Chester and Hester's Dinorama at Animal Kingdom. Yes, uh, that's, so. a, that's a a good comparison, I'd yeah. say. Which there there are things I enjoy about Chester and Hester's Dinorama, actually, believe it or not, because um, it has some some pretty clever theming. Uh, the the detail they went into to make it look like an old parking lot is really kind of cool, um, but overall, it's it's not the land where I would choose to spend most of my time in Animal Kingdom. And so I, I kind of get the feeling that Toy Story Land is is the same. It it's going to draw some people in probably when it opens until Star Wars Land opens, and then it's going to be what you go do while you're waiting for your Fast Pass time for the Star Wars attractions. Right. So, which might mean shorter lines for Toy Story Mania, which have already been shorter since they opened the third track, but uh, might be even shorter once Star Wars opens. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how how the rest of the park handles the crowds when Star Wars opens. I, you know, I know when they were sort of announcing these things, there was a, a possibility of Cars Land going mm-hmm. in, um, and and as an immersive type of of setting, that would have been really nice. Right. Um, I know that they were talking about it without the, the um, Radiator Springs Racers, which would not have been as nice. Right. Um, it, I I like theming, but if you didn't have kind of that that big weenie to to sort of go on. Still my favorite attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, love Radiator Springs Racers. So if you didn't have that, that wouldn't be great. But uh, seeing the, the Slinky Dog Coaster, I'm not quite sure that's better than, you know, a stroll down Route 66 without an attraction. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't know. Yeah. And I think the disappointment comes a bit, you know, how I was just talking about, I went to Universal and it's nice to visit, but it doesn't, you know, keep me keep me interested you know right. I, I kind of think that you know disney's charging sort of these premium prices and they keep raising the prices you know give us give us something good give us you know it doesn't all have to be e-ticket attractions right i mean that's a, what was always nice about disneyland is they had a nice variety of a three or whatever you know mm-hmm. i mean but yeah don't give us cheap stuff yeah and pass it off that it's such a great right a great thing exactly this is going to be great and big and huge. And by the way, it's opening June thirtieth. In case you missed it, so yeah. <laughs> In addition to Black Panther, mm-hmm. the family and I went to go see Aladdin, okay. Broadway musical, out here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay. Okay. It was it was the the Toy Story Land of Disney Broadway productions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I shouldn't say that. I get I kind of got in trouble years ago when I was on, I was the editor in chief of the, the my college newspaper, and I went and saw junior college, and went to go see the junior college uh, stage show of Bye Bye Birdie, mm-hmm. and. I, I kind of just gave it an honest review about what mm. I thought, and I kind of kind of got reamed, I guess, maybe because I wasn't quite uh, a homer enough or, or <laughs> whatever that it, you know, I'm the college paper and this is the college production. I should have mm-hmm. been nicer or something. Or, mm. um, and it wasn't bad. I don't even right. think my review is bad. It was just sort of honest and straightforward. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm always afraid of reviewing things because you know maybe my honesty is is mean. But, mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was, 
It was a good production and still. I mean, and and that's the hard part. I mean, it was still good. Mm-hmm. It just, it, you know, I think we all kind of agreed. And, and Chelsea's favorite movie is Aladdin, so she was right. really looking forward to it. But I think we all agreed that this was probably our least favorite of the Disney Broadway shows that we have seen. Okay. And and which have ones seen? have you seen? Um, We saw Newsies. Okay. Um, Which... May have been one of my least favorites before, though Chelsea loved that one. I think that one's her favorite. Okay. Uh, we saw Be- we saw Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and good and bad. Kathy and I saw it pretty much when it first came out to L.A., and we saw the, you know some of the original cast from Broadway, you know, on the touring, and it was great. We loved it. And mm-hmm. That was actually the night that we got engaged and everything, so it was like okay. real memorable. We really loved that production. Yeah. Um, we we took Chelsea to see it. Um, wasn't produced by disney anymore it was licensed Mm. by disney and and Mm -hmm. you could sort of tell that it was kind of watered down kool-aid so it wasn't as good but it was still it was still okay right um so we saw beauty and the beast twice we saw newsies um aida which is still probably my favorite production okay um mary poppins kathy and i saw um and that was good that was interesting. We knew going in that it was based on not only the Mary Poppins movie, but also the the books, mm-hmm. P.L. Travers books. So we we knew not to expect it to be like a just a retelling of the movie. So right. I think knowing that, um, but that had great production value. So um, that was good. We did not see Tarzan. We did not see Little Mermaid. Uh, neither of those toured. They just shut down on, on Broadway and didn't come out. So we hadn't seen those. Mm-hmm. So it was it was still good. Like I said, uh, I, I think it was. Let, let me ask you a question. If I if I say outside of Aladdin, Jasmine and the genie, kind of who are your memorable characters from the movie? Who, who what what characters did you sort of like the best, per se? Well, the the other main ones were uh, Jafar and the Sultan. OK, Jafar was there and the Sultan were there. OK. Um, Sultan was not as playful. He okay. was a little more strict by the rules father. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. yep. His performance was, was so-so. Mm-hmm. Jafar was not as much fun as the movie. Okay, I know John, Jonathan Freeman does it on Broadway, and he originated the role in the movie. And mm-hmm. watching the gentleman who performed him, I really wish Jonathan Freeman was there because I could see that it could be sort of a real fun over the top type of character. Right. This guy was just sort of a, a paint by numbers kind of performance. Mm-hmm. So which is interesting. It's looking at his bio, I mean he's got a, a deep background, but I just felt like he was I don't know if he tried playing it too cool or what. I just mm-hmm. didn't feel like there was much to him. Right. So not not as much fun as the movie, but okay. Anybody else memorable for you? Uh, Raja the Tiger. Well, uh, I okay. guess I could say Abu. There was no Raja. There was no Raja. There was yeah. no Abu. Okay. Hmm. And there the magic, was a magic, magic carpet, carpet right. but there was there, but there was no the magic carpet. Okay. So, and, and I kind of felt like we missed something by by losing them. They were kind mm-hmm. of fun, memorable characters, right? Um, especially, well, I like Magic Carpet being a, a personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of missed that, but I kind of missed the character of Abu too, because Abu was sort of the naughty side of the duo, right? Which made Aladdin kind of the more heroic and the more moral superior and stuff. And mm-hmm. so instead of Aladdin, or instead of Abu, Aladdin had three friends. Okay. And this kind of harkened back, actually. What they did was they they reinstated a couple of the Howard Ashman songs that right. he had done for the original movie and then they kind of went in a different direction mm-hmm. so they actually had proud of my boy which is a, a good song and it was it was nice in the play i kind of like that being back in mm-hmm. but there was another one where aladdin sang it with his three friends and right. so um he, he was more of a hoodlum in this instead of kind of the diamond in the rough that mm-hmm. they kind of made him out to be in the in the movie so okay. his character although the the person who who did him adam jacobs who originated the role on broadway was really good he was a really good actor so aladdin was one of my my favorite of the characters but Mm -hmm. um you know like the cave of wonders scene when he's in there because you didn't have a boo 
Mm-hmm. Abu didn't touch the thing and cause all the, mm. the chaos and pandemonium. So you had Aladdin decide to like basically steal a jade necklace that he thought would be good for Jasmine type of thing. Okay. So. Yeah. But that's not, to me, it wasn't quite the diamond in the rough. He wasn't the good guy. It wasn't mm-hmm. like the, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. So it, I, I don't know. It kind of felt a little disappointing from that standpoint. Yeah. Hmm. And then I think because you had the, the Howard Ashman songs and you had the Tim Rice songs and then you had new songs by a third songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, all the music was by Alan Menken, but you had a third songwriter. It was, it was sort of, I don't know, a hodgepodge type of thing. Right. Hmm. So I miss the animals. Um, miss the flying carpet. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of, you know, production value too a little bit. Um, you know, they took their magic carpet ride, but they were just... It wasn't very exciting. They were just on this kind of flying carpet um, in a in sort of a star field. And they had a big moon behind them, which then turned into the planet Earth. So it was <laughs> like they went to outer space or something. I, I don't know. It was, it was really weird. Um, it, it was it was just odd. Yeah. And the the act the actress who did Jasmine actually originated the role on Broadway too, so kind of excited about that. But um, we all kind of thought she was very breathy on all of her mm. songs. It was like you know, I, I didn't notice it as much on A Whole New World, but Kathy and Chelsea mentioned it. But it was like A Whole New World, <gasps> the dazzling place. It was like mm. I mean, you could hear every breath she took. It's like mm-hmm. wow, that it was kind of jarring a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, you know, I hate to say it, it was almost junior college level <laughs> Broadway a little uh-huh. bit. Hmm. So, so I don't know. Lots of people applauded, so I mean, right. they all liked it. But I think it, maybe we're a little spoiled because we did see the Aladdin show at, at California Adventure, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of think that a lot of what they did there. a little more i don't know authentic to the movie or whatever but I, I thought that it worked a little bit better with uh you know shorter time constraint and mm-hmm. you know obviously less production value but you know and that the magic carpet flew over the audience right. um they had prince ali's procession going through the audience you know this one they were on stage and they you know for like 95 golden monkeys they you know put up a, a sign with the number is 95 mm. and then a a, a a picture of a boo mm-hmm. and he was white. I was like, <laughs> that, yeah, that's funny. Oh, okay. I get the reference. And it was just, it was odd. Mm. And even Iago is odd too, because he wasn't a bird, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't, they didn't go with like kind of the Lion King thing where he kind of had a puppet type right. of thing. He was just sort of like this Oompa Loompa type of guy. Mm. And they never quite explained. I mean, apparently he was Jafar's assistant, but I mean, I don't know why this guy would just follow him around <laughs> everywhere type of thing. Yeah. And they made some, some, their big joke with that was he said the same thing that Jafar said at one time. And they said, Iago, don't parrot me. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't parrot me. Cause in the movie, you were a parrot. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, you know, live production is one of those things that, you know, it's as much the performers maybe right. were off or we weren't feeling it as much as the audience or I, I don't know. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I th- I think I just... from the, the shows that I've seen, uh, one of the, the, I hate to say downfall, but one of the problems with them all is, is the stuff that they add in to, to make it feel like you're getting your money's worth, I guess. You know, right. To, to make it a little bit longer than the movie was or, or right. stand out from the movie in some way. And, and some of it, sometimes it works. And then sometimes you think, well, why did they bother you know, putting that in? Would have been right. better without that. I, uh, I kind of think that about The Little Mermaid, and, and I'll, I'll have to say the only stage production of The Little Mermaid that I have seen was the one done by our high school. Uh, so, you know, it, it was a high school production, but they were still doing the the script from the the Broadway show and and some mm-hmm. some of the changes that they made in there to, just to try to make it fill more time. It's like, well, okay, whatever. 
right. kind of in a way prefer the movie, even though it's shorter. You know, it it was good. It worked like it was. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there were things like Beauty and the Beast. A lot of what they added in made sense, and mm-hmm. it was really nice. Um, even Lion King, you know, using a lot of the the soundtrack that had been in the rhythm of the Pride Lands right. album that had come out, incorporating that into the movie. A lot of that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, Newsies, I could see why they changed it. They actually condensed, you know, the love interest and the right. newspaper guy together into one character, and mm-hmm. that was actually a, a better decision, even though it. it change things right um but this one yeah you know they they kind of went back to the old you know like they crafted a story said no this isn't good enough and threw out some Mm -hmm. of that stuff and went in a different direction and then for this they kind of went back that way which is kind of weird right um i remember when the movie came out and and i don't fully agree with this but a lot of people said you know oh aladdin was okay until the genie came in 20 minutes into the movie and then it was a great movie um, you know, it was interesting. The genie comes out and actually introduces the thing. You know, he's not dressed as the marketplace vendor. He's, he's the genie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says, he says to us in the crowd, you know, don't miss me while I'm gone. And then he disappears for until the end of the first act. And mm-hmm. it was, that was where they stuffed everything in was in that first act. Mm-hmm. So not only in the movie, people said, Oh, it was great. Once the genie came out. It's like we had to wait all that time for the genie to come out. Mm-hmm. And then, because they did, as you said, stuffed it with stuff. Right. And then I kind of felt the second half at, at times felt a little bit rushed because of just how they mm-hmm. sort of portioned it off. So, hmm. I've said many times in my life that I'm I'm more of a, a movie person than a, a live show person. Yeah, uh, and that's that's just my preference. I know uh, several people prefer the live shows over movies because because of the live aspect of it, I guess. But uh, I, when when we go to see a, a live show like that, um, even even the higher production shows like the touring companies and all. I still think, well, that's good, but I still kind of prefer the movie. And somebody will say, well, that's because you have a limited imagination and have to have it all shown to you. Well, <laughs> so what if I do? <laughs> so there. But it, now, it, I, I like I like Broadway. I like yeah. going to the shows, but I I don't know. It's hard. I I guess you know, are you you know? And Disney does this. I mean, they take so many you know sort of. Grimm's fairy tales and then make it their own mm-hmm. you know sometimes you get to the play and it's like they kind of go back to the source material right. a little bit more and throw in a disney song or something and like oh here, here's here's your production and like no that's not the same mm-hmm. version and but thanks yeah. for playing <laughs> i was reading a thing uh, frozen is opening on broadway okay yeah um, and and i was reading a thing today about Oh, is it going to have, is it going to be as accepted with a British director? I'm not sure why a British director mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with a different ending. I'm like, oh man, don't tell me they changed the ending. And it was like, <laughs> what's, what's the point? I, I, I kind of wonder what that one's going to be all about yeah. now. Huh. Why, why change the ending? Why don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are not worth melting for, uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So yeah, I I was surprised that to to read that. Yeah, hmm. and I don't and I don't know how much fatigue stuff there is too. Um, you know, I mean, right? You could have seen the movie. You could have seen all the the follow up shorts. Um, you, you you could see Frozen at California Adventure. You could see Frozen on one of the cruise ships, mm-hmm. and then you can go see Frozen on Broadway. I I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how much fatigue. Right, and they feel like they have to change it to to draw in people because it is different from yeah. from the movie. I don't know. That's a good point. Hmm. Well, any uh, last minute closing kind of quick things that we need to discuss while we're while we're here before we go? Mm, that I can think of. Okay. I should have I should have looked up how to say goodbye in Korean too. <laughs> oh. that, that would have made a lot of sense. Oh so. no, we're never going Sorry. to end now because we don't know how to say goodbye. 
We're just gonna have to stay here forever. <laughs> you would think that as much as much Korean dramas and Korean K-pop songs I've heard lately, you would think <laughs> I would be fluent in Korean by now, but right. unfortunately, I am not. <laughs> I can say I can say mom and dad, oma, opa. <laughs> um, but but that that's about it. It's like they have a different word for everything. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the funny part is, you know, we, we have to wait for it to be translated into mm. English. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so some of these shows that we're watching, they, they still have the Korean subtitles. And it's like, well, you're speaking Korean, you've got Korean subtitles, <laughs> but I I can't read it or understand it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll wait for my, my English translations. Thank you. I don't know why that. But it is funny listening. To, it's funny listening to Chelsea sing her BTS songs in full Korean. I don't know if she's actually saying the words right, right. but man, she she thinks she's got it down. So. <laughs> Just hope she's not saying anything she doesn't need to be saying since she I doesn't know, know what she's I saying. Know. I, I always I always worry about that. <laughs> like, oh, get around some actual Korean people and like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> don't know that you need to be saying that. I don't know. Reminds me of of seeing. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron in, in Bangkok. It was all in English, but it had uh, subtitles in Thai. Uh, so right. every now and then I'd kind of glance at those, but couldn't read them. So, you know, I didn't pay that much attention to it, but it was it was just a little bit surreal. Because I, I was saying before we went, I was saying, is it going to be in English? They said, oh, yeah, it's in English. It just has Thai subtitles. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> it ought to be okay then. So I was thinking if, if it was in Thai and we had to read the English subtitles, I thought, well, I'll just wait till I get home to see it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was all in English, so I was I was relieved. So I, I knew what they were saying. I just didn't know what the words on the screen were saying. Oh, good. You understood the English part. Yes. That's a good thing. Yes, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess that'll wrap things up for today. And we'll get out of here and get out of your hair, if you have hair, and catch back up with you next time. Be sure and, and check us out on our website, beyondtheberm.com, and our Facebook page. And thanks to the listener that pointed out last time that we were having trouble with our iTunes feed. And so we got that all taken care of. So now you can hear us on iTunes again. Yay. Uh, so uh, be sure and check back soon, and we'll be back when we can. Adios. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <laughs>